Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The biggest breaking news stories. An outspoken opinion. The Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hartley-Brewer on Talk Radio. Good morning to you. It's Monday the 5th of June. You're watching Breakfast with me, Julia Hartley-Brewer, on Talk. Coming up, Rishi Sunak will claim today that the government's crackdown on illegal migration is working, despite costs expected to hit £6 billion over the next two years. Meanwhile, the first Covid lockdown saved as few as 1,700 lives in England and Wales, according to a brand new study published today, with the benefits a drop in the bucket compared to staggering collateral costs. We'll be talking with one of the authors of that study later in the show. And Prince Harry will finally have his day in court as he gives evidence in his lawsuit against the publisher of the Daily Mail for alleged phone hacking. 6.33 is the time. This is Talk Breakfast. Thank you very much indeed for your company. Lots to talk about this morning. Lots going on. Prime Minister out and about heading off to Kent today uh, to uh, champion his uh, tough talk on uh, migration. The question is, is a tough talk matched by tough action? This, as the illegal migration bill is back in the House of Lords today. Lots of talk also about uh, costs that the Prime Minister apparently wants to cut two pence off national insurance or income tax. But we are seeing oil prices set to go up. Saudi Arabia cutting off their uh, oil supply. That will no doubt have impact on the world economy as well. And at trade unions criticising Sir Keir Starmer over his green strategy. Well done, GMB. Well done, Unite. Saying, look, this pledge to ban new licences for uh, oil and gas extraction in the North Sea is going to cost jobs and see uh, extra costs for their members. Good to have many people speaking out on this finally. Welcome to the party. Lots to talk about, as I say. Uh, James Hill is joining me to chat about all of it. Political correspondent at The Spectator. Good morning to you. Morning, Julia. Of course, what I know you really want to talk about is Holly Willoughby returning to this morning for the first time in a couple of weeks since the Philip Schofield affair. There's little else in my mind, honestly. That's all you're talking about, isn't it? We will talk about Holly later. Don't. Don't have a go at me. It's it's important stuff. Um, uh, we'll talk about all of that. And of course, oh, small matter of has the Ukrainian counteroffensive against the Russian invasion started or has it not? Mm. Because there seem to be quite a lot of reports about that. Let's start off with the Prime Minister today. Um, there's no doubt at all he's on the back foot. He yeah. made five pledges for roughly six months ago now mm. on tackling inflation, um, tackling the cost of living, uh, tackling um, you know, growth uh, and particularly stop the boats. That was the phrase he's had on podium, stop the boats, dealing with illegal migration. Um, I think it's fair to say, oh, I'm cutting NHS waiting lists, another yeah, key one. I think it's fair to say we're not very far 
along the route to dealing with any of those five pledges so far, are we? No, quite. I think at the time he announced them in January, we thought actually these pledges, if anything, are not ambitious enough. You know, it looks like inflation is going to fall. It looks like waiting lists can only come down. And of course, if you do various measures, you know, the boats probably the most difficult, but we could stop that as well. And actually, it turns out inflation is not just uh, going down as we thought it would. It's not actually... Well, thank goodness went, last week we did actually see a decent it, jump, but after a long wait. Exactly. It went back. It went up in the early months. So it was still doubled digits now it's 8.7 percent but of course that means a whole range of knock-on effects it makes it much harder for you know you know things like mortgages etc um, and so really what we're seeing now is you know, you know I think midway through I've had about nine months in office and there is a bit of sort of Tory discontent and I talked to them about benches like what's the big vision are we actually going to get any better and we're now approaching the summer months and during the summer months obviously better weather means more crossings. I mean, this is the thing is out I mean, that goes on, isn't it? It, it? Because because fundamentally, we're going to have a load more people coming over mm. the summer. We always do. Um, we've seen that um, the claims about Albania and how actually we're returning an awful lot of Albanians. Robert Jenry, mm. the immigration minister, very close ally of Rishi Sunak. Um, and and he was on TV yesterday and talking about how they, they are tackling a load of those numbers and the ability to return people doing deals with the governments individually. That's what works. He did a little bit of sort of Eastern and Southern European tour uh, to, to try and talk to um, his, his, his opposite numbers in those governments to see what help he could get there. But, but fundamentally, nothing's going to work until people know that if they arrive here, they're going to be shipped out a few weeks later. That's the only thing that's going to make a difference because there are still people here going, yeah, yeah, I'm having to... Oh, the worst thing that's happened to me as it emerges in the papers yesterday is I have to stay, share a hotel, a four-star hotel room with someone else mm. I met on the boat. Um, if that's the worst thing, then then they're still going to stay. I mean, I did find that story fascinating because the, the usual hand-wringing, bleeding-heart liberals got their knickers in a twist. Like, These people are being forced to share a hotel room. I mean... No one had a, well, these people didn't have a problem when people were coming back to this country during lockdown. Mm. People who, 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 you know, were coming back to sort of, you know, to visit loved ones who were dying and mm. things like that. Or, um, and, and they were forced to spend, you know, parents and kids, you know, all in one hotel room, basically locked in in prison for two weeks because of COVID. I mean, even though they tested negative 20 times for COVID. I mean, they didn't seem to have a problem with that. Yeah, okay. It might not be, it might not be someone you know, but I mean, I've gone on holidays in my 30s, and yeah, definitely in my 30s, where I have bunked up in a room, in a hotel room, with someone I didn't know. Yeah. Or go to an army barracks and see all of them sharing rooms together. Yeah. I mean, I Hospital do... Hospital wards. Yeah, quite, exactly. And, you know, it's going to knock off £200 million. Obviously, you know, we're talking figures of about three million, three billion or so a year in hotel bills for 50,000 migrants or so. I mean, it's still a, a, a substantial saving. I don't really see why that can't be enacted. I, I mean, I do always stress with these things is, you know, it's a European-wide problem. We've got every other country yeah. is doing migration... And we're all trying to find different solutions to these crises. Um, and so I do think there's ways in which you can learn from other countries and what they're doing. For instance, I think in Germany, it's interesting. They're not approving many migrant claim, asylum claims, which I think is sort of testament when you sort of talk about this issue being a sort of British concern. Yeah. Um, and I do think it's something that Rishi Sunak is going to have to sort of look at. Um, what I would say, though, is you've got the Rwanda scheme currently going through the courts. Court of Appeals due to come back this month. Whatever happens, yeah. I think it's going to be appealed and go to the Supreme Court. So I think that's kind of the next big issue. And if that gets approved, then we might start to see people getting... Yeah. But 
still small yeah. numbers, but the main thing is you want to provide that to Taryn. Well, we're asking you exactly. this morning, want to hear from you. Rishi Snack will claim today the government's crackdown on illegal migration is working. What's your reaction? Just leave it wide. You let me know what you think. Do you tweet me at Talk TV and text the word Talk in your message to 87222. Uh, love to hear your thoughts on that. Um, let's talk about the you new know, tax cuts and the like. Um, front page of some of the papers yesterday were talking about the Prime Minister wanted to cut 2p off national insurance or income tax for, you know, for the lowest earners. The crucial thing there is to try and provide that incentive for people to get to work. But we've still got a situation where, you know, everybody else is also facing a massive issue. We've got, as I mentioned, Saudi Arabia, they're going to cut um, their output of oil. That that will increase the price of oil again. And that just has a knock on effect on energy prices throughout the world. Um, we've also seen in front of the one of the papers, the mail today, record demand for 35 year mortgages as rates keep rising. House prices actually falling, which I'm sorry, even as a homeowner is a good thing. Our house prices are off the scale stupid. Um, and um, people basically, you know, they can't afford to pay the the, uh, the the mortgage payments monthly mm. on a 25-year mortgage. They're getting a 35-year mortgage. But the thing is, that's fine if you get a mortgage at the age of 20 or 30. But a lot of people aren't getting a mortgage till they're 40. They're not getting on the housing ladder till they're 40. You've still got a mortgage at 75 years old. I completely agree. And I think that two things here, one of which is about inflation being a lot more of a longer phenomenon than we thought before. It's going to be baked into the system, probably in the medium term. Hey, it's just term. a blip, according to Andrew Bailey, chair, uh, governor of the... Uh, I mean, the Bank of, Bank England, of England has England. questions to answer on this, as I've said, and I think you can all They're talk the about... experts, uh, remember. Course, well, I mean, maybe we've had too much of experts, as uh, Michael Gove once said. <laughs> um, but, you know, you've got inflation there. It's going to be a bigger thing than anyone thought at the time. And the other thing, of course, is that, you know, I'm, I'm baffled by this government sort of demand, um, demand side um, economics when they're talking about wanting to do help to buy rather than supply side. Everyone knows it's a supply side issue and building more houses is going to be the way to get through this, unfortunately. Altogether now, build more Mm. houses. (laughs) But it it is painful watching this when they know that's what they want. But again, he's already backtracked on stuff because you've got, you know, the Blue Shires, uh, you know, Tories saying, oh, but we don't want any houses Mm. built in our beautiful local area. The the whole pull up the drawbridge attitude that people have about not having any new houses. Key thing is the houses need to be built, you know, sympathetically. They need to build nice looking houses and they don't have to be, you know, right near, uh, you know, some beautiful, you know, rolling fields. I mean, it's it is it is crazy. This is not beyond the wit of man to solve. Most other countries manage to manage it. Um, before I, I, I go to a break, though, I am going to ask you about Holly Willoughby returning to this morning. <laughs> Big day. She's been on a half term break. Uh, mm. There's been a lot, you know, so many attacks on Philip Schofield. He did this sort of heart wrenching interview with the Beeb on uh, on Friday about how awful life has been. I have to say, I'm, I'm with my colleagues, you know, Piers Morgan and, and, and Jeremy Clarkson and others here. Stable here, and I, and I said this. I didn't want to go in on this. I think what he did was wrong. I think it was about it was whatever whatever the allegations are on social media yeah. about what he what he has or has not done. What we know for sure, what he's admitted to in terms of having a relationship with a much more junior member of staff in that parallelship, that was wrong. And he's you know, and and there were lies to everybody. He's resigned. He's gone. He's lost his job. He's lost all of his other income, all of those sponsorships and advertising deals. Can everyone can, can we all agree that's enough? Can we just agree that's enough? There may be allegations you're reading out on the social media. There may be that's a different matter. In terms of what we know for sure, um, this need that people have to hound people um, is, uh, and these are the these are the people who next week will have hashtag be kind. Yeah. 
in their in their in their in their biogs. This is a this is a this is a the Orwellian two minute hate, isn't it? I think the story has moved on from Philip Schofield to ITV. So mm. you see, the ITV bosses are going to have to give evidence this week in front of the Select Committee yeah. in Parliament Tuesday and Wednesday. Uh, so there's that question about what the bosses knew and when. There's also other allegations being made by the former doctor on this morning, talking about the Dr. culture that yeah. Dr. Rush. And so I think the question now is that Philip Schofield's in the news, but really, the kind of there have been much bigger questions to answer here. Yeah. And I well, that's be, what I was talking about last yeah. week. We were I was very much focusing on you know the chief exec yeah. uh, and the like. The ITV, you know, you you, you you pontificate, you pretend to be all right on everything, yeah. and actually you've got a whole load of people who apparently you know on record who who said to management, "I'm unhappy," as opposed to bitter and twisted ex-presenters yeah. who have got an axe to grind. I mean, come on, we all know that there are people. There's a lot of bitter mm. feuding. You know what telly people yeah. are like? <laughs> Egos and showbiz. I mean, telly people are notoriously uh, bad. Present company accepted. I'm a journalist. For some reason, they put me on the radio and then they put me on the telly. I'm just a jobbing hack. That's all I am. Uh, for some reason, they make me brush my hair occasionally. I know not very well, but we'll all get over it eventually. Um, but this is the thing. It, it's That is the story. But we, we can have a conversation about, you know, abuse of power. We can have a conversation mm. about... Um, the show or but it doesn't need to be so sort of ritual. we don't need to have a pound of flesh yeah I mean I'm, I was fascinated reading the reports about this inquiry that BBC that the ITV is doing sorry yes. and um, con- contrasting that with the, the COVID inquiry it seems a lot faster a lot more thorough and there was there really so a smaller topic yeah exactly well yeah fair enough but I think limited and specific has some merits to it I, mean, I was intrigued by lines such as they're going to be cross-examining Ale- um, and Alison Hammond to know what she knew and when I was just like oh, god you know this sounds will she be crying I know I mean well we've seen I mean I would be interested to see if Holly uh, mentions Phil Phillips' name later when she does yeah, this big the, statement. Ten o'clock, 10 o'clock. yes, exactly. Um, I should do more crying on telly. I reckon it'd be good for numbers. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not sure how naturally the tears would come. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just a bit too normal. That's what I worry about. My husband would not agree. But anyway, James Hill, more from him coming up. We're going to look at all the front pages. Uh, we're also going to be talking about, you mentioned lockdowns there, mm. a brand new report published today showing, I know, this is going to blow your minds, people. Lockdowns were a costly failure that saved only a few lives. I know. It's almost as if we knew that already. This is Talk Breakfast. The Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hartley Brewer on Talk Radio.